Can I get y'all anything else? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. I hope you save room for dessert. I'm almost full. Almost. Who doesn't love dessert? You have earned this. Breakfast. Homemade pecan pie. I love Whatever it. happened to angel food cake? Any type of rhubarb pie. Rhubarb strawberry. Rhubarb peach. That's sour and sweet together. It's hard to beat. Who saved room for dessert? It's dessert breakfast. I'll get that right to you. Jeff, what or who inspires you when you're creating your projects? Is, is there something you can pin down? Ooh, I'd say, actually, I'll think of two things, although one I was, okay. I'll say definitely when it comes to musical stuff, my turning point in becoming a musical creator was becoming a fan of Stephen Sondheim. He, uh, for those who aren't super well-versed in musical theater stuff, uh, you might know Into the Woods or Sweeney Todd um, or Company. He also wrote the lyrics to West Side Story, but he's a he's someone who proved that musicals could be more than they could tell stories that were really important and emotional and funny and meaningful. And that really inspired me because obviously there were musical creators before him who had done that as well. But um, it's he's he's a bit of a polarizing figure in the musical theater world because. Uh, some people think, oh, he killed the musical. He's too serious. The, it's all too, uh, they're all too intense and the music isn't pretty. But I'm of the camp that's like, no, he made like raw, real human experience and translated it into musicals. And so for me, that's my inspiration is like, I think we can do comedy. I think we can do drama and make it a musical and that the music can elevate it. And you know, it can be an uphill battle, right? Like one of the funny things about the experience of doing In Strange Woods is that we have a lot of really great five-star reviews on iTunes and then a lot of one-star reviews where people are like, mm, was good except singing. What? <laughs> um, yeah, people are mad that there is singing in this musical podcast. They don't like it. They, they don't want it to happen. Uh, and they demand that we stop singing, but it's too late. We already recorded it. Oh, interesting. I I was when you said that they were complaining about the singing, I thought they were going to say like, you know, Brent Pope doesn't get to sing. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, it's all my fault. I should have yeah. just thrown in some singing, just some like ad-lib singing in some of these takes and Yeah, well, you tell your agent to not charge triple if you have to hit a note. I mean, it's just like Okay, well, I can't afford to have Brent Pope on if he needs to sing then. Look, the vocal cords are the moneymaker, Jeff Lupino Esposito. I know. I I thought it was the face and the body, but then we said, okay, we'll do an audio project. And no, still there's another caveat. That's interesting that a certain amount of people then were probably listening to to In Strange Woods and got – we're totally in on it. And then all of a sudden there was a singing. They're like, I'm out. Yeah, you're like 30 (laughs) minutes in and you're like, oh, okay, true crime. Oh, missing person. How dare you? <laughs> we also, I will say the absolute best was that someone also left a comment. They were appalled because they thought that this was not only a true story, but, and it's entirely fictional. Not only was did they think it was a true story, but that we had actually went to this small town and got the people to sing. Like the person <laughs> left a comment <laughs> that was like, how they, there's a dead child and they all got together and performed a musical. Um, they were appalled. Their, their review was titled shocking. 
I mean, what kind of waiting for Guffman needing attention small town people are these? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. That, that's literally insane. That's <laughs> so good. I'm glad I mean, someone thought it felt so authentic that they were devastated and appalled. Wow. All right. <laughs> wow. So, okay. You say Stephen Sondheim's a big influence on you. And, uh, you know, I have to say, too, it's interesting to me that some people who are fans of musicals think that there's just like one kind of musical that you can have and that the other kinds aren't shouldn't be done. I mean, that's so strange because there's every type of TV show. There's every type of song, everything. So why would musicals be any different than that? I mean, it may about may not be the type you like, but gosh, to say that 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 shouldn't even be a thing is just uh, baffling to me. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I think like, I guess some folks think of the musical as an escapist kind of form where like I'm supposed to go to the theater and have a good time. So they don't like if, uh, if it's dramatic, but yeah, I mean, that's like being mad at HBO. Like it's not their fault that all their limited series dramas are, uh, heart wrenching. Right. You mentioned Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Tressa and I went to the most interesting rendition of Sweeney Todd I've ever seen. I won't say the theater because I don't want to, you know, call them out. But mm. it was kind of a smaller theater. It was in L.A. It was a legitimate production. Uh, I think we got tickets on Gold Star. And it was weird because they didn't have live music. They had canned music. But they still had a musical director sitting next to me in the back row with, a, like, a Michael Jackson glove. Uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> like the shiny Michael Jackson love, like still conducting them singing from the back row. Wow. But the, I, the, the, I think that maybe I will say, I think there's sometimes where you can get a recording and then a conductor can do like a tap of a little button to set the tempo of that recording, I think. Interesting. But I don't know. Well, the piece de resistance of this show was <laughs> during the second act. Uh, when you know they need that chair that's gonna people are gonna fall through the chair because they're they're getting killed by Sweeney Todd. Spoiler <laughs> right. alert! You know Sweeney Todd's been out for a long time, guys. Yeah, uh, they forgot to they forgot to set it during the intermission. <laughs> so so there's a guy on stage dressed all in black oh that's got God. this giant wrench and is just like <laughs> he can't get the thing set and he's just like <laughs> it's it. I mean it looks like some from a uh, like a like a Three Stooges uh, or Charlie Chaplin type thing where this guy's in the back just going like. <laughs> <laughs> trying to set the chair and I'm, I'm I'm like man this chair this person needs to die in about 10 seconds and oh that chair God. is not ready forgetting the chair <laughs> at intermission for Sweeney Todd I'm trying to think of what that equivalent is that's like yeah you're doing the Titanic uh, music a musical version of the Titanic and you forgot the yeah. boat you you need the chair <laughs> yeah and maybe it was maybe it was before intermission because I remember at an intermission, Tress was like, well, you're ready to go. And I was like, I am not leaving. <laughs> it just got good. See, I need to see what happens in uh, this. <laughs> I love Sweeney Todd. It's probably my favorite Sondheim. I, I think because it perfectly mixes humor and drama and it totally says there's nothing we can't do as a musical because it's like a B-horror story as yeah. a musical, which is so cool. Jeff Lapino Esposito, is there something that people don't know about you that, that they should know or that you want them to know? I'll tell you what. Um, I want to know because I heard you talking about this, Brent. And so maybe this is just something I want you to know. I'm looking for a good casual poker game here in L.A. because I love Texas Hold'em. And so maybe the thing I want people to know is that I guess I'm trying to recreate my high school self. I'm trying to find some good poker games to play here in L.A. 
and I'm trying to find people who will jam with me. And when I say jam, I don't mean structured jam. I don't mean, I definitely don't mean someone who's going to go, hey, let's jam. Hey, this jam is going good. Let's record this song. I'm not trying to record this song. I want three hours cycling through chords, doing little solos, hanging out, maybe even at the same, maybe if we can combine those two things, that'd be my dream. So yeah, I think this is something I want you to know, Brent, in case you are down to do any of these things. Uh, I'm down to do those things. And, you know, we've got the, it's kind of been taken over by uh, my self-tape studio that we all, all actors need to have kind of now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we could we could do a jam. I mean, uh, the best I can do is just sing and then kind of play the bass drum. Uh, yeah, or maybe a off, offbeat uh, tambourine. Uh, but <laughs> if you're down for that, I'm down, you know? Yeah, I think we need to. Did I hear you saying that you had a, I feel like I heard on a previous breakfast that you were like had a running poker game of some kind. So that's why I also was like, oh, maybe Brent I, knows. You know, I know of a lot of poker games. Uh, one is very intense and has big, uh, <laughs> some, kind of, some kind of big people in it. Yeah. Uh, the other one is still a little bit intense. It's almost <laughs> like the, the Goldilocks, uh, too hard. Uh, yeah. Just right. And maybe, but I also w- wouldn't mind having like kind of like a casual poker thing. Or yeah. just like a few people. Uh, I don't like having like a kind of real serious poker game where I where I'm know. hosting. If it's just mm. fun and you're hosting, you're just kind of like you know it's not big stakes or anything. I can just have fun with that. But once it gets like you know, uh, the more money comes out, that people get more competitive, and and that's fine. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm not I, looking, I, I I'm not looking that, for that. <laughs> I think that should be something we should we should maybe try to set up too. Maybe like a you know a monthly poker game at my place because we've got the room for it. You know. This is exactly what I hoped would happen when I brought yeah. this up as really a misdirect to the question was, is there something people want to know about me? I, I guess the fact is that I played a lot of Texas Hold'em in high school and I miss it. Um, but really, this was, this is what I was hoping for, that it would end with you saying, I'll host a game after COVID ends. Nice. Well, look, I got to say, actors, usually it's all about us. So when someone else makes it also about me, I mean, I'm <laughs> down for that, Jeff. Like, yeah. <laughs> I try to as much as I can. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that's yeah, that's something I did not really know that you played poker. It's it's a I I find myself watching these like uh, this is something I've been doing during COVID is like I'll be on uh, Facebook or whatever, and all of a sudden these videos pop up weirdest flop ever. I was like, oh, gotta watch this. So, you know, <laughs> Phil Hellmuth blows up. Huh? I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> weirdest flop ever. Like. <laughs> Yeah. There's a limit on how weird it could be. <laughs> it's three cards. We know all the possible cards. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if weird was the right word for it, but it was like one of those were like, you know, yeah. two people had four of a kind and somebody else had like yeah. a flush. And I was like, ooh. That's okay. weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>